2: a uh, Celtic state of mind, I can assure you this frivolity and laughter is not in any way related to the second half performance. Uh, Brian was just talking to me off air before we came on and said it was certainly a game of two halves and and, and that it was. Um, so Brian, having said that, I'll come to you first. Your thoughts in the second half, some of the players we saw Urugidi, Shaw, Murray, um Hjelda, a lot of a lot of players there that obviously weren't on in the first half. I think it was an entirely different eleven. What were your thoughts on some of the individuals in the general team performance?
0: Well, I think I think the, the, the players that kind of let us down a bit the second half for the centre for the sort of so-called mainstays, Pope, Pope Christy, was, he was just like Christie, weren't he? Um, and Chan hmm. was straight off the boil. Um, Mikey Johnson needed 42 touches to pass a ball. Um, and Big Uri Gigi or oh, boy, oh boy. I know it's like 45 minutes, but that was a car crash debut. On um, a positive note, me Moffat coming on, got a cheer in the uh, Dignan household. I was happy to see him. Um, Big Shaw looks a player. Really looks a player. Very happy with him. I think Horry's um, you not know, been talked about enough. I really like to look at him as well. So there's a lot of positives in general. No as good as the first half, but for me, the players that let us down is, a, is the players that are so-called experienced in the squad. And that's a concern.
2: Yeah. I think I I agree with that. I think uh, Christian and Cham, if they're looking to get the second chance at Celtic that we talked about in the first half with the Jetty and and, and Barkas, then they're not going the the right way about it, that's for sure. Um, Lawrence, I'll come to you. Um, One of the players that did impress me, to keep it on a more positive note, was Liam Shaw quite a tall guy, quite a, a big unit of a guy to be in the middle of the park, but certainly seemed very assured on the ball, not afraid of a tackle, but also seemed to have sort of decent distribution as well. Do you think he's a player that could, you know, steady the ship for us in the middle of the park in the coming season?
3: Yeah, you definitely, you know, there's a slow phrase in it for a big guy, but, you know, he's really tenacious <laughs> as well. But, you know, when he dropped back, he didn't look out of place. There were a couple of long passes. He, he, he hit over about 25 minutes in the second half into Crossfield yeah, before, you, before you
2: go on before you go on Lawrence you're not suggesting he's a new near beat on and he's going to drop so far back he's going to be a centre back
3: <laughs> no, no, no not at all but it's good to be able to have that cover at the back because I, I think we're going to need it at times aren't we yeah you know we we'll definitely going yeah. to need it as Brian touched on you know the Eagle players shows the team players and probably won't work in an team Christy Charm Eagle players and uh, geez oh, Charm <sighs> Plus playing the part, maybe. But for Celtic, anyway, you know, it's. Uh, and he's got a huge ego with him, eh? and Christie wasn't far behind him, in my opinion. It's kind of. It was just terrible for, for both of them. You know They obviously didn't watch Anne's mates top or didn't listen to it when we were on the, the training ground because it's, you know, take a touch, move it on, take a touch. Not these boys. <laughs> 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 not these boys. Uh, and and champ put us in trouble a number of times. Just really good. Really ah, actually from the goal that, that put the terrible pass from him. He was just really lazy with it. Was it under pressure to get away? And terrible pass. They end up the ball from it and you lose a
0: goal.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a comment here on uh, uh, the comments from the viewers and thanks everybody for commenting on Facebook, YouTube and Twitter It's from a Facebook user whose name unfortunately hasn't come up but says Yep, impressed with Shaw and Cham looked like he was going through the motions. If I was trying to impress that's not the way I would be going about it and that's exactly what we we sort of, uh, we've sort of been saying already. Um, Tony... Um, one player that really frustrated me in the second half was Mikey Johnston. You know, we talk about how long you can suggest that somebody's a promising youngster. He's, what, 24 years old now? He's had a couple of seasons at least where he's been a regular in and around the, the first team squad. At what point do you accept that somebody's potential is not something that they're going to live up to and, and you know, move on to the next <laughs>
4: Got some measure of the, I mean, the second half was pretty brutal, but I developed two reps watching Shaw and Sharon, Mikey Johnson, screaming at my, a laptop, thinking, What are you doing? You know, uh, Mikey Johnson, you know, my thoughts on Mikey Johnson is very much the same as Christopher Ier. I I don't wait him, I don't think he's a Celtic player. As I say, I always count it by saying, this is my opinion that Tavin wants enough of him. I don't think he's going to cut the mustard as a Celtic player. And I've seen to off camera, the, the one that they ran through, he took a beat up there lovely. And then, you know, you can do that. He's got quick feet, you can do. He's got some lovely tricks, but besides being a street footballer, you can't even bring mm-hmm. street football to, to normal football, will This is real nice football. You know, you don't get time to perform all these pivots and pirouettes. And, Good players meet a guy lovely, play a pass or they get a shot off at goal. It's kind of a micro, microcosmic of Mikey Johnson's career at Celtic. You can do a good thing and it's followed by either running the ball out the park or running out of ideas or, or the moon breaks down. And a more clinical person could do either what I said play a through pass to somebody who could go and score or go and score themselves. You know, and, mm-hmm. and you know, there was two moments in the League Cup final Edward laid on a plate the goal for Christopher Julian and then he laid on a plate Mikey Johnson running through a Hamden the whole of Hamden on his own and he couldn't take the chance and I kind of said to myself you know what these are the kind of career moments that define you and I'd made up my mind before that but that just cemented it in my head that I just don't think you'll cut the mustard Mikey because he, you know I, I'm not denying there's not be some skill there but we need more we need a more clinical head And as you say, how long can you be a promising youngster? He's now 24. He should be forcing his way into that team. He should be banging the door down, or he should be a number uh, uh, one of the front two, if that's the way he sees himself. You know, that's, that's the way his career should have progressed. But it hasn't, and I don't know if Mikey Jones has to go elsewhere to progress his career, I, I will certainly put more losses on it, because I just I just don't see it. As for him, sharp. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know what's happened. He's just regressed so badly, and you, know, you think one player that might want to make an impression under the new manager is in shambles. His distribution is absolutely awful in a pre-season mm-hmm. friendly. If you kind of get it right there, where players aren't even going full tilt, then you get problems. You know, so I... The two players you've mentioned just didn't me at All the guys have touched on the impressive ones: Murray, Sheldon, Montgomery, Moffat. You know that. That's I'm quite happy with Shaw. Yes. Shaw in particular. I like
3: the look of Shaw. guys Tell me what guys have said. Totally. you only Mikey Johnson's never kept Montgomery out of the team, has he? No. No. <laughs> you're
4: no. looking at going. W- would you play Moffat in front of Mikey Johnson based yes, on uh, what you've oh, seen? Right yep. like now, you know, he looks a hungry player. He looks the one that could could progress. I just Aye. think he's not progressed. He's 20... and he's done nothing to suggest that he's going to progress. You've it 24. 24.
3: You have said at twenty four. Twenty four. You should be a player. You shouldn't be. No. You're promising. It's kind of like maybe. Eighteen, a nineteen, you're twenty. You're promising. Twenty four.
4: You are yeah. that first team I don't think Mikey Johnson has done enough for Maiden's Martin that first team. Somebody enlighten me if he has.
2: Yeah. Definitely. No, I I I I'm in agreement. Um, Brian, to come back to you, we've talked about you know some of the more positive points of the of the of the team, and to look at those positives, you know we played a back four in that second half. Uragidia aside, you had you had Montgomery, you had um, Murray, and you had Hjelda. Do you think perhaps we need to put more trust in them for the coming season, given that we don't look as if we're going to get more defenders in if, if the Vucinic deal doesn't come off? Do you think they're of a standard yet that we can put them into the first team and rely on them for the coming season?
0: Well, I think there's, there's two ways A looking at it, Laura. So I, I said before, you almost to looking at two levels. So you've got your experienced players, the most experienced mm-hmm. players, and then you've got a sub-level of guys like sort of backup players, and that's your more Moffitts, your Elge, etc. And over the course of your season, that starts to level out. Because the more time I get to them, the better there. That's why I was, when, when we signed with the I thought, unless this boy's good enough to dominate a box and be a, a European style player at his age, why are we sign them? Because when we guys like Held, Murray, they're developed, they're developed they come well, so better. You get Julie coming back, get a couple of experience in their hearts in. One um, of the, the, the things that I think, you know, sort of backs up that theory is. If you look at the two PCs games so far, the players that have shown are the younger players because they seem to be taking on what possible good same. One touch pass, one touch pass, never stop moving, all that stuff. The players he's slightly questioning um, are some of the more experienced players. Um, I'll be honest, this might be a controversial point, but Ayeti's had a better PC so far than Edward. I would trust Ayeti to start in Switzerland before we start Eddie they i not saying for a second before everybody gets excited that Ayeti's a better player than Edward. I love Edward. But in this team, it looks like he's he's drinking the Gool-Aid almost, already, as are some of the younger players. And quite honestly, if they're, you know, Moffat, he looks a shiny star. And I know Forrest is, I think Forrest is exceptional, but you know, if he's struggling for fitness, there's no reason Moffat should be that first-team squad there's no reason mm. to again. there's no reason Shaw should be in and I, th- I think Big Buddy's really really shown big like, physical presence yeah he's young but the guy's a are, 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 are giant same with hell so there's no reason these guys shouldn't be filtering in I know the answer mm. they do need experienced players but there's no reason given their attitude so far they shouldn't be in like yeah. um, around that first team
4: I'd like to see them be in and around that first team I yep. think he barely yep. did enough in those 45 to suggest that he even against the games. You know, he's just something mm-hmm. a bit different, yep. you know, and, and he looks a wee bit special, you know, just my my own opinion, and I've thought that for a while, and he just excites you when he gets on yep. the ball, you know, and I'd like to see how he would react to a crowd being there and, you know, them getting behind him and you know, like giving him some backing, you know, he's, he showed some lovely touches there in 45, and, you know, i had yeah, that's exciting. That excites me moving forward.
0: I yeah, you know, Tony, Tony yeah. he was tracking back. He was putting himself about. He took a goal. He, he, so the attitudes there.
4: Yeah. Why a, started, well, about attitude. Attitude. You know, you know the results only. Yeah, you worry, You look at attitude of players, and I get what you're saying about a because there's still that element, and certainly that amongst the supporters, and in Eddie's head that he's out the door. You know, mm-hmm. so if that's the case, then you do go with a hungry player or a guy that's listening to the manager saying you could be the future moving forward,
2: mm-hmm.
4: and a jetty soon um, taking it on board.
2: Yeah, no, I th- I think that's all fair points. Um, building on what Tony and Brian have said, Lawrence, um, the phrase "baby out with the bathwater" comes to mind. Of like that. You know, should we be having a completely different attitude given the performances of some of our established players last season? Should we be given, not that we have much choice in the matter, but surely we should be given Ange license to go with the players. It seems like he's the type of manager who's got a philosophy that if you're willing to follow it, then it's less about your ability and it's more about your ability to follow instruction. Do you think then that we should be kind of throwing out any ideas we've got about what the first team's going to be and, and, and just wait and see um, talk about drinking the Kool-Aid and, and, and following instruction in that way do you think that we're going to see a massively different team because of that?
3: Yeah yeah, I think so. I think he'll cut players that should have cut maybe a long time ago that who, who don't have the right attitude for every game. Some players mm-hmm. you know, they'll turn it on big games and, and For whatever reason, it was good enough to keep them in the team. Eddie, Cham, Christy, you know, probably the ego players as opposed to the team players. Whereas, Andrews, it's all about team, isn't it? Form instructions, you're a team. You need to follow the philosophy. You need to do what I tell you. Work for each other. Um, If you're not going to do that, I think it's bye-bye,
2: isn't it? I think so, yeah. Um, I've just
3: been reminded that
4: Mikey Johnson's 22 I'm not 24 as we've
2: 22. Sorry, sorry. Um, Well, I still think he should be established uh, in the team, given how long he's had a chance to go. But we'll, we'll give him two. We'll give him two more years, Tony. Will we?
3: We'll see how but, we got on. Look, look, so Montgomery and Moffat are still in front
4: of him <laughs> on the pieces <laughs> of the it Apparently my hatred for him shines through on this broadcast, allegedly. Oh, I, right. I OK. I give opinions. I don't hate players. I just give opinions and people can agree or disagree. I don't have a downer on Mikey Johnson. I just don't think he's a Celtic player in the making. You know, a future no, Celtic I, player. So I'm allowed to say that, but I, apparently I hate him. I hate to just no, I, that I, yeah, I, don't think. I,
2: yeah, no, I don't think anybody on this this podcast meets any Celtic player. We're just looking for players that are of the standard we believe uh, are high enough for the club. But Tony, I'm going to come back to you on on an area that is a bit more your expertise than than, than a lot of the mm-hmm. other contributors. Um, as somebody who's experienced in media and this is moving a bit away from the game, um, we've seen a lot of improvement in the output from Celtic TV the content they've been putting out there trying to get a bit more involved in in what's going on with the players what's going on with the staff first of all how important do you think that is you're a journalist I'm sure you probably have some views on that Um, and secondly do you think it's something that's going to improve and continue to be the case going forward this season
4: I think it's something we spoke about it a lot last season there was a real disconnect there wasn't there with the supporters Mm -hmm. So, don't make savvy enough to come in and say right the way you're going to get supporters back on board is to sort of give them content that they want, media content that they want you know and a lot of the comments about the media content so far have been really really positive you know the supporters have mm-hmm. really enjoyed it, they've enjoyed the access you know the, the mic top one was and you know a small thing but it meant a lot to the supporters you know, I know we spoke about, you, you talk to talk, you now need to walk the walk, but it was just wee things like that, that people are made to feel involved, and feel in touch with the club. You know, they got that snapshot into training, and
1: you know, they got that, that kind of message we we go well. It's the Marketers Report. This week, Patrizio Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, direct consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy and we have to be very respectful about that our partnership with iheart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent the best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers and if those consumers have a relationship with the djs that are on air then we want to build on that House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio was a core part of that. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. At the time, we
4: rest at half-time, we rest at full-time. You know, that kind of thing, you know, and a lot of supporters were like, yeah, they really tuned into that, you know, and we said at the time, not saying anything that you you don't know, it's not reinventing the wheel, but it was actually just nice to see that, to see him say that, to see him say those things, to, to see him praise the players and, you know, sort of, you well, know, that's good football, that's good football, you know, you know, it was, and it was very encouraging. So if you're putting out media content like that that lets the fans switch, of course, it's a good thing. Of course you're on a winner. I mean, it, it really couldn't get any worse than last season, could it? In terms no. of the, the, the output and the media content, <laughs> Brian's laughing. But you know uh, that as Brian mentioned the word car crash. You know it was a car crash last season in terms of the media relations. It really, really was. And then I I came away with that statement when I said tweets don't win titles. Remember they were trying to be smart at one point. They won clubs. Yeah. 1888 thing, and you're thinking mm-hmm. that lovely soundbite might appeal to some people, but you know, they've, they've thrown the 10 at that point. You think being clever in mm-hmm. that uh, with some media soundbite was was going to win the fans back? You're fooling nobody. So, we'll now get a new groom who seem to be a wee bit more media savvy. You know, they're putting out content there that the fans seem to be lapping up, and long may that continue. You know, you just hope that they don't get off to a poor start, and all, and it all, you know, brings their shuddering halt. You know, but mm-hmm. it, it, to me and you, it seemed like common sense. And Brian as well who's done, you know, versed in media. These things are common sense, are they not? Not, you mm-hmm. know, you're your mind. Why, why they couldn't do this last season? You just think, what, what's going on with the club? So I yeah. think we're in the middle of a reconnect. And so far, the Reconnect, it's it's very positive and a lot of people are liking it. So, you know, it ain't broke at the minute and it doesn't need fixed. So just keep doing what you're doing.
2: Yeah, I I totally agree. Brian, I'll come to you for your thoughts on it. As as Tony says, you're also involved in media. Um, We've gone from, as Tony touched on last season, tweets about we are not half of anything one club since 88. Some people liked it, some people, myself included, thought it lacked a bit of class and a bit of... um, a bit, of, uh, a, a bit of grace if you like um, but you know each each to their own as far as that's concerned but one thing that I don't think can be disagreed on is the engagement from the club this season through the, the fan media events through the through the output on the social media channels has all improved I think especially their multimedia output on the YouTube channel as well um, what's your thoughts on it have you enjoyed the content and the change in direction that it's had and do you think it's something that's going to continue throughout this season it seems,
0: it seems that way Don McKay I think is really impressive in terms of been very clear about what he wants and how he views engagement I remember when, mm-hmm. when Brendan Rodgers came in and everyone talked to the ball of Trinity which the ball the fans of football When Don McKay spoke about the business the football the engagement he been very clear what mm-hmm. wants wants to continue and as it, it's, um, it's Tony says and I think everyone said and we all agree any content is good content you know they are try to open the club up, make the players more accessible, make fans more accessible. Tell us what they're doing. Let it show. You don't get me wrong. If I was to be cynical about it. Mm-hmm. Tommy guys, there are a few political answers as well. You know he's know that mm-hmm. you know he does the fight quite well. And the club hasn't really shown us anything that is radical or revolutionary. But you don't need to if they're engaging constantly, confidently, and in and, and with enough that it includes the fans, and that engagement is so strong and I think it, it's it's essential now more than ever this season more than ever it's essential that we have that and I think that's why just going to get the benefit of doing more than he would have done. You know, all mm-hmm. in charge this season. some of the same sort of background stuff, whatever. Um, I don't mean background stuff. There's a playing staff I and mean like you know, fan stuff. He didn't get jumped on right away for anything. I think the fact that he's been he's been seen to very open. He's came across excellently. In interviews, I think people are buying into him and this idea more than they've done previously. So, all I'd to answer to your question is yes, it's worked really well, and yes, hopefully, it continues.
2: Yeah, I think that's all fair points, Lawrence. Um, uh, As Brian says there, and as Tony said about the the mic'd up Ange, both Dom and Ange. Neither of them have done anything that you would say is reinventing the wheel, but they just seem to be very competent at their jobs, both of them, and, th- and that's something that we have lacked. You know, um, the the apology Peter Law put out after the Dubai incident last year um, didn't didn't please a lot of people, and and, and seemed to be mm. um, coming from somebody who, if he ever had the experience of doing the job as he did, uh, he was certainly you know. Uh, Behind the curve, as far as that was concerned, Neil Lennon at various points looks as if looked as if the job had become too big for him. It's just nice, isn't it, to have uh, steady hands on the wheel, both in the in in the CEO position and the manager's position. That even though they're not pulling up trees at the moment, they're they're doing the basics and they're doing them well.
3: Yeah, I I think Tony said it best. uh, I think his quote's been stolen a few times. We're moving for you know what we were in an analog world. We've now got guys that live in a digital world, so mm. th- th- that's the difference now, isn't it? But uh, I'm pretty sure a few people stole that quote and didn't credit him. But uh, Tony will tell you the quote. Right? It's something like, "We're an analog club." I uh, was
4: referring to Neil Lennon, and I said he was an analog man in a digital world. But that my point—you made the point there about an analog age and a digital age—it's it, true.
3: Yeah, and now we've got guys that can more than competently operate in a digital age. You know, in charge of our media and our fan engagement, which is probably to see. You know, because they're largely they're addressing a digital audience. So, you know, that's maybe where the disconnect is coming. Some old guys up near, maybe still analog. You know, it's still get around that watch and stuff. I mean, you know,
0: yeah.
4: I'm, I'm a Celtic analog. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so,
3: but, 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 no, it's totally refreshing. You, you know, Ange right top was brilliant. You know, that's got to be better than, uh, I, I don't know, what's on TV these days, but <laughs> it's got to be better. So it makes, would make Celtic TV worth buying if they could sort out an easy way to buy it, let's be honest. Uh, if they yes. can make that as, as few clicks as possible, because trying to buy Celtic TV is an nightmare But, you know, yeah, I'm sure they'll sort that out.
2: Yeah, no, we were having a discussion about that before the match. Uh, unfortunately, for those of uh, those of you watching, uh, I happened to log in and see that Celtic TV had put a 2pm curfew on uh, subscriptions for today. So if you tried to do it after 2pm, you actually weren't able to access the match. And even if you were trying to access the match, it took, as Lawrence says, about five or six clicks to get it. You know, they were missing out on a lot of £80 payments from people today who would have happily paid it just to get the next couple of games. So, um, you know if they can sort that out I'm sure they've got a lot more gullible folk like me who would happily empty their wallets to, to purchase it um, but Tony looking ahead next week we've got Preston North End back at Celtic Park uh, surely now we'll be another week closer to the qualifiers if if we've not got any signings by then at least you would hope surely for us to be putting out a more solid uh, 11 that's going to reflect what we're hopefully going to put out against Michelin or am I being too wishful
4: I, I do like an only excuse quote and I'll give you another one. Remember, there'll be no panic buying, just panic. I think, <laughs> if, no, I think if nobody's brought in by the time we play preston and open, then I think you'll be substituting Oswald. The, the panic one might set in but, you know, it's, uh, you like to think you trust the process, don't you? Or you're wanting to trust the process so much you're getting behind the new regime. But Brian Lombs, myself and yourself, no, we need players. We need experienced players, and just a couple of experienced players to come in would give you a wee feel-good factor, you know? in that European game would give everybody a lift, you might be able to breathe a bit more easily. As much as you like some of the look of the players that have played in these friendlies. if you go into the Michelin game, where Michelin, whatever all the always struggle with it, Michelin, uh, with, if you go in with the personnel over these games, you, you'd be pretty worried, wouldn't you? Or you'd be you'd be watching it kind of like that. Because and again, I give them a free pass in the European scene because I think it's all been too too tight. The deadlines, bringing in the manager and trying to get a team together. But if you bring in a couple of first team ready players, preferably defenders, I would feel a lot better about the situation. That's. You know, a centre back and maybe a right but you'd feel you feel you feel good then, wouldn't you? you'd feel alright. You know, as I said, a Ben Davis half yeah. help. Guys like that you might think, okay, if we can get them to just come in and, and be know their first team ready players, aren't they? As i have spoken about. Mm-hmm. You know, the rest takes care of itself. So I quite like the midfield and I quite like the thought of a, a, a refresher a jetty and Karamoko, and forest maybe causing havoc. Well that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's my thinking. If we're looking into the uh, Champions League tie, sorry,
2: Champions League tie, yeah, uh, Europa League might be coming <laughs> sooner rather than later. But yeah, you know, we'll <laughs> no, we'll a, wait. We'll
4: and a see. i my head <laughs> <until>. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Um, Brian Preston North End next week, as, as as Tony was talking about there. You 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 would hope that you know, there is a bit less experimentation uh, and that and we come out of that game with a bit better idea of what Ange is going to use. Um, is there any last-minute tinkering, last-minute e- experimentations you think he's going to do or do you think it will be a, this is a tried and tested sort of, you know, an attempt to win a football match that's going to match what we're going to try and put out against Michelin? Well, it, it seems so
0: far that the system has been kind of the same. Across the mm. game, so I think he's got a very set system and a set way of playing. And I think mm. we can see. I think there will be some last-minute experimentation. I think he we'll, we'll probably have an idea in his head who's going to play, and he mm. we'll probably, he we'll probably goes, "If there's a couple of doubts, we maybe play some other players." and Just give him one last chance to sit and of One of the things that I think, and you know, Stormy we've not mentioned this yet, that's really important, is that so far I've not seen Gavin Strachan in your laptop, which is absolutely. <laughs> I was worried because I don't know if somebody dropped him but um I'm really delighted about that and he was quite vocal on the bench so maybe that's something to look forward Maybe we have a backroom team for that team as well, but uh not a <coughs> he asked I do think there will be some, some experimentation still in the game. I think Preston's a, a a decent side, you know, play good football, I think they a good test. And I think you get closer to the starting eleven, but I think the system will be much the same and actually I think that's probably more important. Um mm of all the players that are there that's got involved in the system it might be the case that even if we don't have the signings that he wants to make we can still drop people out of the player um, which is probably why we won't see guys like Cham Christy Michael Johnson again because they, do, they look like they, they don't look like Ange players Scott Bain as well by the way um, he was trying to do the barcast CDM role everything was, like, was generally i honest so I'm not sure we'll see no. much of in the coming weeks Um Hazard, interesting to see if he's, he's still around. I don't know if he's, he's getting sort of shipped out or or what sorts are because he's no featured at all. And um, the yeah. feature yeah, the Georgia against Sheffield. Don't think he did, did he? Uh, or, I don't you know, think so. No. So that, that's a curious one as well. Um, Tommy um, so is interesting to see uh, he comes in.
2: Hmm. Yeah. No. Ha- Hazard's a funny one. He, he you know. Uh, I think back to I was on with Lawrence and, and Paul John uh, doing the live coverage of the Scottish Cup final when we secured the quadruple treble, and it was none other than Corner Hazard between the sticks. Uh, looking at it three weeks before that match, looking at it now, it seems kind of laughable. But there you go; um, he's he's secured his his moment in Celtic history, if nothing else. Um, Lawrence, looking ahead to the Michelin game, we've all talked on our various bulletins about you know. European qualification being a bonus under Ange and, and something that we're willing to write off as long as he he gets it right. But obviously, from a financial point of view, if nothing else, it would be great for us to 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 make the make the group stages or at least progress into the next couple of qualifying rounds to 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 get a little bit more financial uh, boost from that. Are you any closer to thinking that that's a possibility? Qualification, something that we can manage, or or do we still? Are you still kind of in the dark as far as that's concerned?
3: Still got to worry at centre half and right back. So I mean, I think we'll score goals. And yet he's looking quite like a completely different player. So I think we'll score goals. But for, for me, I, uh, just touching what Brian was speaking about, logic not features nobody For me, it's not a puzzle because I think Ange knows him really well as a player. So I think he's maybe going, mm. I don't need to look at you as closely. The Hazard thing, I think Celtic are definitely going to keep him. And I think he's maybe looking at Bane and Barkas and going, right, What to uses out if I'm bringing in a keeper. we what want to use his decent because if Hazard stays, he probably goes on loan and he's maybe looking at Barkas and Bane going, I need to know which one of uses is hitting the road here eh, because yeah. I'd like to bring him on keeper. But, you know, it, it's one game at a time. So we've, we've got Preston, haven't we? Uh eh, the original Invincibles the Invincibles now you get called that for going to a league and Cups <laughs> undefeated in a season so Preston were the first team to do it uh, so the Invincibles meet the Invincibles true Invincibles meet true Invincibles so it'll be interesting to see what happens hashtag true Invincibles
2: yeah, yeah hashtag true Invincibles yeah, were we'll we we'll the, a... the great
3: Invincibles Preston weren't they uh, way back way back before the, was it 88 eight, eight, 188, yeah. perhaps, was it? I think it was about eighteen eighty year. So we've
4: right, right. got
3: the invincibles versus the, Invi- yeah. the invincibles. Yeah. And
4: we'll
2: like
4: leave, we'll leave
2: Arsenal You just like And we'll leave we'll leave Arsenal and the other lot to themselves, I suppose. Um, but uh, thanks everybody for watching. That was um, not as enjoyable a second half as a first half. Uh, more questions than answers, as I always like to say. But um, we'll be we'll be back again during the week for our bulletins, and we'll be doing more match coverage for the Preston match next week. So we will see you then, to Brian, to Tony, and to Lawrence. Thanks very much for joining me today. This has been a Celtic state of mind.